World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm the host of it, Jeff. Boy, this uh, recording software I'm using, the waveform is lagging so far behind that I am like, that was solidly like 10 seconds or something. Very weird. I don't know why it does that or if there's anything I can do to prevent it from doing that. Anyway, I'm here to talk to you about some creepy pastas. Well, just one. We only ever do one per episode. I don't know why I said it like uh, we ever do more than one. Mm, that's not true. We did one episode where we covered uh, two of them. That was the crappy pastas episode. We talked about Squidward suicide and did we talk about Jeff the Killer on that one? We must have, because um, Dead Bart was its own episode. Okay. And those are the like three of the, the those are the three big bad ones as far as I'm concerned. That's not true. There's still Sonic EXE, which I think I'm gonna. Uh, I past guest uh, Stevie Tysus keeps begging me to cover Sonic EXE, which I think I'm gonna record <laughs> an episode on that with Phil. Um, I might want to do NES Godzilla creepypasta, but that is pretty long. The the YouTube of it was like four hours, which is a bit... Like, I don't mind doing it, but I don't want to ask most of my guests to do it, because... Ugh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, we're talking about a story from the creepypasta wikia called Children's Playground, and with me to discuss it is my guest from the past two weeks, and from episodes before that. You know him as the world-famous, very celebrated host of Limited Cell <laughs> and Stranger Still, please welcome Nicholas Wood, Knight of the Round Table. Um, wow, I don't know that I've ever been given that much praise. I'm. I wish that I was like world renowned. I wanted to get Man. like I wanted to escalate each episode. Um, so we've, we've really <laughs> reached it. Uh, so this this yeah. children's playground one was suggested by Juliette Macron. Thank you. Um, congratulations on being president of France. Um, Congratulations, they listen? Yeah, I guess so. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Is Macron the French president? <laughs> I, you think yeah, I know? Yeah. I barely know who our president yeah, is. Emmanuel Macron is the, the president of French. France. French. <laughs> uh, he's the president of French and ranch dressing mixed together, otherwise known as French. Um, Very delicious. Uh, doesn't sound good. I don't know what's in French dressing. It seems like it's bad, though, right? I think I've only ever eaten it by mistake, and I didn't like it, so... I wanna... Uh, okay. I wanna know. I was just trying to make a white appeal. It seems to be a ketchup-based dressing. Um, Ew! It can be made by blending olive oil, vinegar, tomato paste, ketchup, brown sugar, paprika, and salt. Um, I'll pass. So it is... Ketchup is for fries. Exactly. It's just like a thinner ketchup. 
Ugh, I don't like that. Um, yeah, I, oh, gross. Anyway, uh, we're not talking about French dressing on this episode. I'm sure I can tie it in somehow. Yeah, maybe. We're talking about a creepypasta from the Creepypasta Wiki called Children's Playground. Nick, please tell me about this extremely forgettable story, because I don't yeah. remember what happened in it already, and I, lis- <laughs> I listened to it, like, two days ago. It's, um, boy, it's really short. And uh, very forgettable. Anyway, this is a story about a child uh, that moves to a seemingly quiet, normal town. He says nothing weird is on the surface of this town. Um, his favorite feature of this town is this massive playground at a park that's got these like a maze of tunnels and a merry-go-round and everything a kid could ever dream of that definitely doesn't exist in real life. Um, and he says almost every day he'd go down to this park and play with his friends Billy and Tom, and they'd play this game of hide-and-seek, or a variant of it called murder, where when you found someone you would pretend to murder them. Now, I take issue with you saying that this type of amazing playground doesn't exist, because uh, we had, a, I guess you could call it a series of playgrounds near where I grew up, uh, that, that were called <laughs> Castle Parks, uh, where all, all okay. the playground equipment was built out of, like... The like big wooden logs and um oh yeah like ca- it was every all the stuff was shaped like castles um and then there was another one that was actually knocked down that was ac- it was across the street from my neighborhood and they knocked it down to build the high school that I went to called Tire Park where everything was made out of old tires um we had the that first one we had like two of those around yeah. here Castle Park very but cool my- Tire Park loved it not as cool thinking back to let kids play on <laughs> play on uh, old, tires. old tires. They were like bolted together oh into stuff, but still kind of weird. You you just knocked loose this energy, or not energy, this memory that I had of my elementary school. Um, like the first year I went there, they had this giant pyramid made out of old tires. It was probably like 10, 15, 20 feet tall um, that we would love. And then they took it out and we were all pissed off. But now looking back, I'm like, they replaced it with tire swings, which is like 50 times better. So... Hmm. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, um, I guess the concept was tire swings, uh, but yeah, tire swings, I, but what if it's all that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess my issue with this playground is that they said there's a maze of tunnels so big that you could easily get lost in it, and I don't... Yeah, like, that doesn't seem... I can think of... One, there's one place in town called the PlayStation that had tubes in this kind of manner but it was like four stories tall and like huge and indoors yeah we had there um, was a place called totally tubular uh near where i grew <laughs> up that was chuck e cheese but only tubes instead of any of other oh chuck e cheese things um that's the best name for a place ever yeah, i thought it was a chain but it was not there was just one totally tubular oh i mean it might have been like a local <laughs> chain but it was not a nationwide thing i discovered oh, later that is awesome um um, but yeah, it's very weird. It says the tunnels, as if they're like underground tunnels. I didn't know how to interpret it. I just, I made something up in my mind. It looked like spaghetti. I'm, I'm imagining like sewer pipes, maybe. Like they were just getting lost in the oh, sewer God. underneath the park. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll continue on and let the people draw their own conclusions. Sure. Because they were playing this game called Murder, Tide and Seek, where they pretend to murder someone when they find them. 
And one day they were playing, and uh, Tom, one of his friends, I guess Billy was seeking, Tom went to hide behind a merry-go-round, and the narrator hid amongst these tunnels. And he's, the reason that I, I, I imagine it's just a spaghetti maze is because he said he hid so well that um, sometimes he would hide he would hide there for so long he'd have to call out and give up. This was one such time. There He was waiting until it started to get dark out, which meant that he had to go home soon. So eventually he starts calling out that he gives up. I'm right here, come find me. And he waits a little bit longer, and he hears this shuffling at one of the entrances of the tunnels. And he hears this weird voice that says, Come out, it's time to go home now. Except I think it was a little bit more high-pitched than that. Um, he starts backing away from where the voice came from, and then in classic creepy pasta style, this creepy smile emerges from the shadows, and it's got this um, like dirt all over his face and in his teeth, and uh, he's, his face is smiling, and so he starts uh, backing away from it until it gets closer, and he turns around and books it and somehow hides in like a crevice of the tube tube maze somewhere and waits there for what he says is literally hours he's not he's not kidding us yeah i guess and i guess the the tunnels because he says that an adult would like he asks why would an adult crawl inside so i guess these are like yeah. the plastic tube tunnels like slides and stuff yeah and there there are a couple times he mentions being able to see well he says that he can see it getting dark outside but then later the cops show up and you can see the blue and red lights coming through the, the sides of the tubes. Yeah. So, um, anyway, he, he, he hides away from this, uh, creepy smiley man. And, uh, eventually he does see those, um, those lights. He, he emerges and his parents are there and he's safe and everything. Um, and then kind of abruptly, he mentions that they found his, his friends, Billy and Tom, like slaughtered and hung from trees, I think maybe. Um, well, it doesn't. Maybe it not, just said uh, it says that they were mutilated, brutally massacred, skulls caved in with a large iron bar, and their bodies had deep cuts everywhere. Large pieces of glass found buried in their backs. Oh yeah, um, I guess I just made up that part on my own. But that's 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 basically it. And then he says that uh, the dirt that he saw in the tunnels wasn't entirely dirt. It was Billy and Tom's blood, as if we couldn't draw that own our conclusion from ourselves. Um, and uh, closes on the line, he had just won the game. That's why he was smiling, I guess. Yeah, yeah so. very, uh, very weird. I, I do sort of like that, um, that idea of encountering a creep and being like, oh, that was weird. And then later discovering that that creep you encountered had like just murdered someone before and you narrowly escaped being murdered yourself. Yeah. It's like all those, those creepy photos that you see on Reddit of like, this was the last photo taken of this person and they're like smiling and have a good time. But then like they were murdered by the person that took the photo. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it, yeah. uh, I guess, boy, a couple months ago at this point, back on episode 166, when we covered my friend Dahmer. Um, that the, oh, the last yeah. scene, one of the last scenes in that movie, uh, and I guess in the comic too. Um, yeah, in the comic too, he he says that he discovers that the last time he saw uh, Jeff Dahmer, he was like after the time when he first did his first murders. Um, so huh. yeah, is like the spookiest part of the thing because they. They frame it as if, like, he just went and killed someone, and, like, the bodies are in the trunk of his car, and now he's hanging out with his high school friend, and it's, like, really oh, uncomfortable. God, yeah. Um, very, yeah. very weird, very spooky. Um, 
this one almost reads like an urban legend that someone that's exactly what I thought. a little bit it's like it 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 read to me like the what i would call pre creepypasta creepypasta yeah. like the the roommate story where like the roommate comes home and sounds like she's making love and then she wakes up and then she's dead and there's writing on the wall in blood or the the licked hand yeah. it feels like Lick those kinds of cautionary tales here. yeah um, yeah. there's another one that is listed on the popular pages on the side called The Girl on the Train. Um, that is one of the first stories oh, I from I'm here. That. Uh, I don't, I, it's just like a little story about someone, you know, being creepy on the train and then they get away. The thing about all those urban legends is they're always written in the third person though. So this is, oh, yeah. this is definitely not one of those, but maybe, uh, sort of adapting that type of idea. Um, yeah. Well, how old is this story? Do you know? I can't find a date. The only way, I don't know if you can tell when a story was posted on the Creepypasta wiki. Um, actually, I should be able bad. to look at history. Yes. So I'm going to click on history. It's going to load the revision history and show me um, created page, April 20th, 2012. Mm, okay. Yep. That's, a, I guess, later than I would have expected a story like this to be. Yeah, it seems like it would be one that was added like right away that had been circulated earlier, but yeah, uh, I think that it's um, not bad. It's definitely got a solid plot that flows pretty well. Um, yeah, and it's compact. Yeah, it's it's not it's short. It's not badly written prose wise. I would say it's you know inexpertly constructed, but adequate. It's not like terrible. Yeah, I think the the worst sin that this commits is that it's predictable. Yes, and I don't know like. Trying to put myself in 2013, maybe this would have creeped me out, but like the the creepy mo- moment is supposed to be like when the face shows up, and then at the end when he finds out his friends are slaughtered. And both of those are so predictable that there's there's no impact there anymore. So I don't I don't know if that's a fault of the writing or how old it is or what, but it, it, that's the only thing that I did not like about this story. Yeah, it it goes for it tries to like many of these stories do multiple things at once, uh, even though it really shouldn't bother. Um, where it tries to do um, a gross-out, like, gore thing at the end by describing Mm -hmm. how the kids were murdered and that um, the dirt wasn't just dirt, it had blood in it. It's like, okay... That's yeah. like that's that's <laughs> not scary. That's just gross. Yeah. Or it's rather in like the context of what is obviously supposed to be the scary thing. It's not scary. Like the scary thing is that this dude was chasing you and he had killed both of your friends and you got away from him. That's scary. Yeah. But the the like oh and then their bodies were all chopped up and like oh no it's so scary it's not scary. And then he didn't even mention that uh, what like did I guess this guy got away because he doesn't he doesn't know. mention him getting caught. Yeah, I for some reason in my mind I I had had it in my head that he got caught and then I reread it and I don't it's not in there that he ever there's no resolution with that. So. Yeah, the author should have decided what happened to the guy and it would have been uh, a spooky thing to end on if they had said mm-hmm. that he had gotten away explicitly. Although I do yeah. like the, uh, he had just won the game, um, cause they were, you know, playing this murder game. They're playing murder, yeah. 
Um, I, this kind of reminded me, I don't know if this is like too tangential or what, but back in the day, I would hang out with my friends and we'd go down to this park and there were woods out behind it because the park butted up against a, a golf course. And then on the, the blank spots of this golf course, there were these woods and we'd go back in there and we'd find like what I now know were, were um, places where homeless people were squatting. Yeah. But at the time, we didn't know what that was. Like, we were just like, oh, these people are, they just left a backpack behind and it spilled out. And looking back on that now, that feels incredibly dangerous. Like, if people were there, we're in the middle of this woods and these people could have shown up and, and, I don't know, beat us up or killed us. So, I think that putting myself in this, in the childhood's place is the scariest thing about this story. But I don't feel like the story itself was effectively scary. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, people end up um, homeless for a lot of reasons, but I feel like mm-hmm. a a person who ends up homeless and then moves to the woods is, you know, maybe their reason for ending up uh, homeless was less sympathetic. Um, yeah, it's creepy. There, there's Just looking back on it. Yeah, like, no no judgment, obviously, but, uh, right. boy, I feel like choosing to live in near near a children's playground is uh, a creepy thing to choose to do if you... Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you have to live somewhere outside you and you can pick anywhere to live outside, uh, the place where you are probably most likely to, one, run into people and to get hassled is a playground so if you're doing mm. that it's because you're some kind of creep yeah yeah that uh this story knocked another memory loose of just now I'm that time your friends got murdered when you were at the playground <laughs> <laughs> yeah i never saw caleb again that was weird mm. but yeah I, this story is um it's not bad it's not good either it's just the the problem that I have is I don't know how I would improve this story because again the sin that it falls into is it's just like every other cautionary tale urban legend yeah it's so I don't know how you don't fall into that trap with this story it's just like nothing um, yeah I very forgettable um, I don't know it's fine like not every story has to be good I guess um, <laughs> let's get into but it'd be nice yeah it would be nice but you know. Uh, let's get into our spookiest part, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a short one, yeah. but I'm sure that we'll um, end up going for another ten minutes about nothing. Like we, <laughs> we can, we can manage. I, don't, I guess maybe the scariest part is, like I said, um, the the memories of when I went down to the park without any supervision, and I don't know, we were just in the middle of these woods. Anything could have happened. Um, but I also think that the the kind of the abrupt and detached way that um, he reveals his friends were slaughtered is kind of creepy, but that's not really anything that the the scary villain of the story did. It's more of just the way this was written. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's like I think it's too abrupt. Um, yeah, it's weird to say that they were taken that evening and then later felt like they weren't really taken; like they were killed. And it, was it the evening because? You said that you waited for hours after that guy encountered you. That would have been so, the morning. <laughs> yeah, it would have been like the afternoon at latest. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think the spookiest part for me is that the, I mean, I mentioned it, just the idea that he encountered this guy. I like the ending line, he had just won the game. I think that's pretty good. Um, the idea that he sort of accidentally encountered this killer and narrowly escaped is pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good. I like it. 
Um, yeah, it's um, one thing that I will say is I'm glad that his smile didn't have too many teeth. Yeah, because that would have been something in a story like this. It wasn't too wide. Um, uh, his limbs weren't <laughs> too long. It wasn't hyper realistic. Yeah, uh, and I guess the narrator of this story we didn't mention is named Michael, which we only discover at the end when the parents call out. Oh, right. The parents call out all of the names, and uh, it's Billy, Tom, and Michael. So, yeah. Anyway, that's all we have to say about Children's Playground, a middling to bad story from the Creepypasta Wiki. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm so interested to see, like, I... F- I there's people suggest well, there's no the stories and I guess they suggest yeah. the stories that they like but we do get suggested bad stories pretty frequently yeah I feel bad dunking on it if people like it it's just it's not for us I don't know maybe like I've read a lot of creepypastas and everyone knows you've read a lot maybe we've just been exposed to too many could be but I don't know I, I the other thing I wish that there was an author attached to this story I don't know if there is on like the history or not but oh Oh, yeah, there was um, on the history. It was just a username. Let me look again. Uh, it's not necessarily the person who wrote it. They might have copied and pasted it from somewhere else. Right. But they are uh, Raffle Korean. R-O-F-L Korean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, doesn't, um, that doesn't help. I was going to say, I'd like to see if they went on to, to write anything else, because it's a nice, compact story. I just want, like... If if they were going to go on and write other things, I want to see them explore something less yeah. um, predictable. And yeah, I live in uh, everywhere. My occupation is I work at Arby's dash underscore dash emoticon. I am male. Let's see <laughs> contributions. Um, there's so much stuff on their like own wiki page. I don't think this person is anybody. I don't think they're like uh, a prominent person. Um, that's weird. Uh, how can I... Let's see. I don't know how to only look at ones that they made. Main? Is that how I do it? I'm trying to see if I can find them. Uh, if it was anywhere sooner than They've this done a bunch of wiki. edits. It looks like the only page they created was Children's Playground. Um, oh, no, sorry. They did also make uh, Why I Don't Go to Camp Anymore. Uh, hmm. They also edited That's the page. That's title. Oh, and Once at My Friend's House. Um... Huh. Those are the three stories that oh. they have on here. They're marked with an. There's a Wikipedia. Or sorry, there's a Reddit um, story from 2012 from user Crying Crow. And let me see if they have any other. Oh, I, I, they have daughter's poem. Have you fa- you found That's the it. author of Children's Playground? Or yeah, yeah, it's on Reddit. Um, on No Sleep from 2012, and they have one other. Um, post on No Sleep from around the same time called Daughter's Poem, but it's not loading because Reddit doesn't like me. But that's they only have the two stories on No Sleep. The rest are just random posts. So Yeah, it was posted like barely earlier on No Sleep, so it might be the same author. Yeah, I'm also getting error code yeah. 503. Um, Fantastic. Anyway, we don't have anything else to say about this story, I don't think, especially yeah. because Reddit won't load. Is it the same one? Because the preview I'm seeing on Google, this story is 100% true. Although I was only eight years old at the time, I can re- recollect every chilling detail. Um, is that I skimmed through it and looked. This is that the same way the other one begins? Let me look. Moved to a new town. It was much nicer. Okay, so hold on. It has a different intro. But I moved to a yeah. new town. This was a much... Yeah, I think it is. Because it, it just has like extra added introduction there. Um, yeah. It was only posted like a week later. So yeah, this might be... 
you might have found the author sitting there on... Let me look at the Google Cache version, and we'll see. It looks like there's a few change details, like um, like the last line in the, the one we read was, he just smiled, and then on the Reddit one it says, he just, ellipses, smiled. So it's like tiny little changes, which are weird. Yeah, well, they changed, this one was posted earlier, so they changed it to the wiki yeah. version. Yeah. Um, and they, they also removed the thing about it being true, um... I guess because it doesn't have to be true with its when when it's on the creepypasta wiki, but that is <laughs> a requirement of no sleep is that it's real. It's all really real. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, this person, I guess they wrote this crying crow on Reddit. I don't know. I guess so. Anyway, where can the people find you if they would like to? Hey, that's a good question. Um, if you'd like to, you can go to a couple places. I have two podcasts. One is called Stranger Still, where we talk about stuff. I never know how to describe this because it's we talk skeptically about stuff, but like we're not jerks about it. I don't think. And you, um, you exist. Examine pseudoscientific claims to see if there's any merit to them. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, we also, like, and we just talked about the history of toys and how world events impacted toy production. So it's it's kind of all over the place. We just talk oh, about yeah, weird stuff you that do, fascinate you us. You do get into other sort of, like, uh, educational topics or obscure yeah. obscure fact type of things, too. I guess maybe the way to describe it is one day I'm, I'm like, I wonder what happened during the satanic panic because I didn't live through that era and I want to cover it. So then I do research and I make a podcast about it. It's maybe the best way to, to describe the, the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, you sort of, um, like, answer questions that your audience maybe never thought to ask. That would be that'd be close to our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'll, yeah, I'll that's, get there that's one day. One, one day, uh, a couple of years from now. Um, but then my other podcast I do with my dad, and it's a generational uh, Hanna Barbera cartoon review show called Limited Cell, where he's he's one generation, I'm the other, and we're sitting down to watch all of the schlock that uh, Hanna Barbera has put out since the '60s all the way up to the 2000s, and uh, we're in a, a a bit of a, a rough patch, and I think that we'll be there for a few more weeks. Probably by the time you hear this, we will still be amongst some of the garbage they put out in the 70s. Yeah, I think you'll be um, you'll be into the early 80s by by the time this comes out cuz you said you were in a yeah. 78. Oh, you, uh, you've got a you've got a little 77. Okay. It looks like you've got a little more Scooby Doo where are you coming up? That's listed as having had an extra season in 78. Yeah, that was would have been part of the Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo show. Oh, okay. They introduced Scrappy, so uh, yeah, yeah, they were they were just re-aired um, earlier from Scooby's All Stars and the Scooby Doo show. Um, mm-hmm. So you you'll probably ha- uh, skip those, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, we've already covered them. So um, as you'll find out uh, as you listen to the show, Scooby Doo is my favorite show of all time. Yeah, almost obsessively so. If I look just to my right, I have what four shelves of Scooby-Doo memorabilia. Um, so, uh, that's the ones I always look forward to. Oh no, did you already do Fred Flintstone and Friends? 
Um, Fred Flintstone and Friends. Oh no, sorry. It looks like that might so. that might just be a rerun package. I don't know it is. why. Yep, that one is. Why are they listing rerun packages as shows produced by Hanna Barbera alongside real ones? Come on. You know, sometimes they do that, and sometimes they don't. Like um, on CB Bears that we covered last week, um, they split it into at first it was an hour long show with six different segments to it, and then they split it up into CB Bears that had three of them. And then, hey, it's the king that had three other ones. Oh. But they never call that out as two separate shows. They still call it CB Bears on this listing. So, I don't know. It's weird. Oh, you've got the all-new Super Friends Hour coming up soon. That is... Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it'll be out by the time you guys listen to this. But So, um, uh, I didn't know that Hanna-Barbera did a live-action primetime variety show called the Hanna-Barbera Happy Hour. Yep. That episode will yeah, probably I've seen be screenshots of it. Yeah, that'll probably be out by the time uh, that episode will probably be yeah. out by the time this one is. It will be, and um, I've seen screenshots, and it it's um, I don't know nightmare fuel as much as like <laughs> any any uh, Sid and Marty Croft joint are. I don't think this was done by them, but it's in the same vein. I think God um, of nightmare fuel. Yeah, that is all so. very much uh, in the wheelhouse of this show because. Every creepypasta is, wow, what if one of those shows had blood in the eyes? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I want to see a creepypasta about the banana splits costumes coming to life and chasing me down a hallway. I mean, that's, I'm going to write that. That's almost um, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, I was going for uh, Abandoned by Disney vibe. Yeah, it's it's definitely, yeah, Abandoned by Disney is there too. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you co- you've covered that one, right? Yeah, we covered Abandoned by Disney pretty early, I think. Um, that was like the first creepypasta I ever read, and it, I, I hated it. It's pretty terrible. Um, there's Lidsville. Has anyone done a Lidsville creepypasta? Lidsville? Oh, you don't know about Lidsville? Yeah. This is a Sid and Marty I Croft. I don't know if it was actually Sid and Marty Croft, or it was just their style, uh, but everything is a hat. Everybody is a hat in it, with a face and legs. Oh, I'm looking this up. <laughs> Hang on, Lidsville. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is, a, it is Sid and Marty Croft's thing. fourth show after the Banana Splits, HR Puff and Stuff, and the Bugaloos. Oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. I, that is something else. I think Lidsville was um, explicitly the inspiration behind um, behind Candle Cove, but it might have... Really? It might have just been, you know, stuff that is like that. Um, but I, I feel oh, like it, it might have been, like, specifically Lidsville. Uh, I would not be surprised. Yeah, yeah. This is here, awful. Here it is. Straub said um, he was inspired by an onion piece about a guy who was having nightmares about Lidsville. <laughs> um, hey, pretty I'm, good. I have nightmares about this. Like all, of, all of these costumes look like villains from the Powerpuff Girls, <laughs> but human form. Yeah, it's really uh, bad. Like, why did they do that? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to make a creepy pasta. I know why they did that because they were on a lot of drugs. They were on lots of acid. Uh, you can find me at weaponizedlanguage.com. You can get there from the more fun URLs, coolmemes.biz or funtimes.online. You can reach me personally, jeff at funtimes.online, through your email client if you want to email me. Um, you don't have to. Uh, you can follow me on Mastodon, mastodon.cloud slash at jk. I forgot to plug that in the last two episodes, but the link is always on the website, uh, which nobody ever visits because they just Look get... They just get this through their pod thing. 
Um, <laughs> Put it in the description. It, that's the description and the website have the same information, but the description oh. doesn't have links. Got it. Um, that's done. I guess I should write out the URLs in the description, but I don't. Um, anyway, listen to Hack the Net. It's my other show. Listen to Someone's PC. It's a show that I made before that I don't make anymore. Give yourself mm-hmm. uh, a break and go have fun. Instead of arguing with your conservative relatives on Facebook, you can join the creepy <laughs> Pods to fan group and just talk about upcoming horror movies. You can uh, maybe uh, maybe by the time this comes out, let's see what will have been released. Glass already came out by the time we're recording it. Happy Death Day Two will have been out for a couple weeks. Maybe mm-hmm. is still in I'm the theaters. Oh, I'm pumped for that one. Um, yeah. You never think about in, uh, I, like, I didn't think at the end of that movie, like, well, what if the next, like, the next time she dies, it just resets again? Which, of course, is the premise of this movie, that even though she defeated the killer, uh, she dies again and it resets again. Um, Yeah, then it starts spreading to other people. Yeah, yeah, so I'm excited for that one. Um, Happy Death Day is quite enjoyable. What else um, is there coming out as far as horror movies go? I can't think. I don't know, Halloween just came out on DVD and I need to watch it still. Yeah, give that a look. Uh, Boy, I'm not going to look up the movies that are coming out instead everyone just (laughs) you know go to google.com and type in upcoming 2019 horror films oh uh captain marvel will have come out by the time this episode airs that's fun i'm very excited excited for for that that movie it has the best de-aging technology i've ever seen in a movie um i mean i guess it helps that samuel l jackson has not like significantly aged since he was in Star <laughs> right. Wars, um, but they do make him look like he did look in Jurassic Park, and he has definitely aged significantly since then. So yeah. that's pretty impressive. Um, you know how impressive it is. I even forgot that they de-aged him when I watched the trailer. <laughs> yeah, they they so that's pretty good. CGI de-aged him and um, uh, Clark Gregg, who plays Agent Phil Coulson. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them to appear in this movie. I don't think that they'll have to de-age Lee Pace since he plays some kind of alien monster man. Um, right. But I'm also very excited to see that alien monster man come back because unlike everyone else who saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I really liked Ronan the Accuser. I thought he was a lot of fun as the villain of that film. Uh, yeah, people don't like him. Yeah, people are like, nah, he's kind of stupid. Um, but oh. I like that he's kind of stupid. I like that he's this very serious, grim, dark, like over-the-top bad guy. It's a nice who, juxta- juxtaposition. Yeah, exactly. He like bathes in the blood of his enemies, and then he comes up across <laughs> these like bumbling morons, and yeah. they beat him. It's great. <laughs> Pretty yeah. good. I love it. Um, anyway, that's all we have to do for the show, and it's going to be over now. <laughs> um, he had won the game. Thank you.